What is up, everybody? What's going on? And welcome into Alarm of Fantasy Football. I'm Howard Bender, Andrew Cooper by my side, and oh baby, this is the last. This is the last show here before the end of the NFL regular season. Now we're gonna have an Alarm Fantasy Football next week on Tuesday, where Coop, Britt Flynn, and John and Pemba join me. As, uh, as the four of us build the winning lineup for the FFPC playoff championship. So, Alarm Fantasy Football, is uh, we got some changes coming on here on the channel uh, for next week once the regular season starts. But let's stay focused on the here and the now. Oh, did I also mention we were going to be giving away a $200 entry into the FFPC tournament? We're not giving it away on Tuesday's show. We're giving you the winning roadmap on Tuesday's show on Coop's football, fantasy football fiasco on Friday. He is going to be joined by none other than Eric Balkman. And the two of them going to be giving it away. You have to be a member of the Fantasy Alarm family. You have to be a subscriber to our Discord because that's where it's going to be. Anyway, that's the, there's, there's the there's the there's the excitement. Let's make it happen. But let's stay focused on the here and now. Coop, I mean, listen, you got your rankings out. I saw your your incentives article pop, your snap count article. So you are neck deep in week 18. If you could sum all of week 18 into one word, what would it be? I mean, sad. Sad's the word. Sad's the word I have because man, I, I thought you were gonna go with. I, I, yeah, <laughs> my favorite segment. You think about this guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that segment never took off. No, I just I love doing this stuff, man. It, it is a lot of work, right? People don't see for every hour we do here. There's more than an hour of research and even just doing the show sheet and putting it all together that goes on behind the scenes. Brian Burns loading up stupid things into his uh his little noisemaker there. Brian Burns, that guy's winning. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into this stuff, man. It's a lot of work, but it's just so much fun. So it is sad that we're going to be down the back some, but don't worry. We're going to be keeping a bunch of shows going. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to be doing uh stuff during the playoffs and then soon enough we're gonna be right into the dynasty stuff uh you know we'll take a little breather but we're gonna be right getting after it so but it is it is sad that we're not gonna be doing this every single day because i like doing it every day. Uh, listen coop nothing says that you can't just sit here for an hour a day every day next week at any time you like and just sit and talk to the world I'm totally, I'm totally cool with that, right? I mean, listen, we've got, you know, we've got Coop's f- fantasy football fiasco. We've on the on the website, uh, we've done Coop scoop. So now I think we need some like freeform, freeform football thoughts here from uh, from the uh, the existential mind that is at Coop a fiasco. There's no question. Boring as hell, but go ahead. <laughs> I just said on my Twitter that I was gonna keep screaming into the void from 2 to 3 p.m. here with the lights off my microphone not even plugged in so that actually sounds a lot better than uh than doing that from 2 to 3 every day so yeah we'll get a look at the content out there folks don't worry we'll scoop you we'll scoop you in because the from 2 to 3 we're going to be doing the better sports betting show from now on with dan servidio so draft betting like for nfl draft betting for you know futures everything like that you you don't have to scream into the void coop We'll just turn you on here. All right. Well, then it's not so sad. It's exciting. 
It's exciting. Wow. And this week, I'll tell you, so many moving parts. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite weeks for DFS, man. I'm I'm deep diving. I'm my tight end articles coming out this afternoon. I have to pare down the number of value plays that I have. <laughs> There's so many. There's so be, many. Usually, so it's like in my article, I do two guys at each tier, top, mm-hmm. middle, value. And then I also sneak in bonus dart throws and the fade. So, you know, I'm always throwing names there. there this this one might be two value tier plays and nine bonus dart throws. We'll yeah, see. It's going to be like we'll a, a deck of cards where you're like, Pick yeah. a tight end, any tight end. <laughs> and I'm also gonna yeah, I'm also gonna put in one one name in there that's completely made up to see if people are actually reading. See if anyone's actually paying attention because you know, uh Isaiah Gathings and these guys, you know, no, nobody knows if they're real or not. We've never seen them. So it's like the Easter Bunny. So uh that'll be fun, man. I'm excited. But yeah, we got some picks for people today, do we not, Howard? We do. We got we got underdog picks for today. We got NFL news and notes, injuries to talk about here. Before we get to all of that, I just want to say hello to everybody in the chat right now, right? Angelo's here, and you're watching it on the Fantasy Alarm YouTube page, aren't you, Angelo? We appreciate you very much. Hit that like button, please. Uh, That's what helps us. uh, That's what helps Coop feed his family. I'm family, and I'm trying to wither away to nothing. But Coop. Could use it. Say hi to Britt Baby Laney needs her likes. Baby Laney needs her likes. Uh, Britt Flynn's here. Jack Senzen's here. Uh, Luke Costello. Um, Skinny's here. Oh, yeah. See, Skinny's like, uh, Skinny knows. Like, once we say free entry to the FFPC, Skinny's like, that's right. Well, I'll tell you guys real quick, very quietly, hush, hush. We're giving away the $200 one. May or may not be giving away a $35 one on my show on Monday, too. So just keep your eyes peeled. Make sure you're tuning into this channel. Stuff might be coming at you from all angles. And, you know, the $200 one, you can win half a million bucks. The $35 one, the top prize is a hundred grand, dude. hundred grand. And (laughs) I'll tell you what. The guy that won last year, I was checking it out courtesy of our friends over at Fantasy Mojo who have the info. Uh, the guy that won the hundred grand last year, four tight ends in his lineup. It's tight end premium. So this is our wheelhouse, Howard. This is our wheelhouse. Our wheelhouse. I love yes. that. I love that. And uh, Fantasy Mojo, he's actually going to be joining me on today's Fantasy Alarm Show on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. So tune in from 5 to 7 p.m. over there. Uh, you know, he's always good for a uh, for for a number of little nuggets here and there as he's been compiling this data for what? I mean, how many years ever has, has- I was going through it and it's, it's since the beginning of time since. Yeah, it is. It is deep, deep dives there. So always great to get a chance to talk to him. So, yes, uh, Darren will be with us. Uh, on uh, on the fantasy alarm show today. In the meantime, let's get to some let's get to some football. Let's get to some fantasy football. Where do you, where do you want to start today, Coop? Do you want to start with uh, with with uh, some of the craziest news that uh, that I saw? I was wondering if you might want to uh, if you might want to weigh in on this. It doesn't really have any effect on the fantasy aspect, so to speak. But oh, I know what you're talking about, dude. Come on, Josina Anderson from CBS Sports says that. There are teams within the NFC South with potential interest in Belichick. So tampering. On, a number, on a number of levels here. On a number they're, of they're levels. tampering with my boy. I was yeah. gonna <laughs> Does Bill Belichick dare follow in the footsteps of Tom Brady and go to he Tampa Bay? I mean, I think Todd Bowles has been doing a great job over there as, and I think Dave Canales' uh, offensive scheme 
was very nice there. But like you've got that. Does he want to rebuild the Carolina Panthers? Does he uh, want to go into the Saints? He's and- gonna. Here's what he's gonna do. He's so yeah. spiteful of Brady. He's gonna go over there, win two two Super Bowls with Tampa Bay. Then he's gonna buy a WNBA team, beat Brady's WNBA team. You know, marry a supermodel. You know, whatever it takes, dude. Whatever it takes to get one up on him. I and I'll tell you what. While he does that, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna fight Don Shula too. He's gonna break Don Shula's record. He's gonna fight him. He's gonna you know he's got a hit list of things that he has to get done, man. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't put it past him. It's very very interesting to see where where he where where he would end up there. I mean, listen, you've got. I mean. I, I think everybody's immediately thinking he's got to go to the Falcons, right? He's got, you know, he needs a quarterback over there. Somebody will come in and quarterback the Falcons. Tom Brady comes out of retirement. What? <laughs> I mean, dude, Kyle Pitts to the moon. Kyle Pitts to the moon. Uh, I'll tell you where I want him to go, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. And that's because the offense is built. Kellen Moore is great. Kellen Moore could take over the whole offense. They fired the coach and they fired the GM, Tom Telesco, so he could buy the groceries like he wants to, even though he's not that good. And they already have wide receivers with the position he's the worst at buying the groceries for. Right? They got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Josh Palmer and I guess Quentin Johnston, so he doesn't need to buy any wide receivers. So I think, you know what? It'd be a good spot for him. It'd be an interesting spot, but, you know, we'll see. I floated, one. That, I floated that to Bowden the other day, uh, you know, curious to, as to his thoughts. And, and his immediate reaction was no to the Chargers because he just doesn't think that Belichick can survive in the L.A. vibe. Yeah. He thinks oh L.A. is just God. kind of like a, a different animal and that it would just not that, you know, it would just it would annoy Belichick. Right. So much to the point where he'd be like, I got to get the hell out of here. Just how many bouncers would put their finger on his chest and be like, dress code, dude. Right? Like, hey, (laughs) you can't come in. You can't come in here. In Boston, it's no problem, dude. Because everybody wears a sweatshirt from September to May. Right? But like in LA, dude, no chance, dude. Showing up in like Crocs and stuff. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's not happening. (laughs) Uh, would be brutal. So yeah, just a little little fun news there to uh, to kind of opine fun. over, wondering what Belichick would do to each one of these teams. I mean, yeah. really, all four teams could definitely benefit from 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 his you know his knowledge, his wisdom. Uh, you know, Carolina is definitely looking to uh, re- still revamp that coaching system. There, um, I I would not. It would not surprise me to see the Saints clean house from Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael uh, to bring in Belichick. It's funny. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are probably the least likely place for Belichick to land, which would probably mean that they're the favorite. Right, exactly. That's where the NFL works, right? Least likely. I'll tell you what, though. The Panthers are interesting. Uh, The Chargers, the Raiders, teams where I look around and say, this team needs a separation of church and state. Right. Like the owners getting their grubby hands and things and making the fans generally dislike them. Like fans do not like I don't it's no it's no breaking news that fans do not like Dean Spanos, the the, or the owner of the Chargers. Right. Like they mm-hmm. they hate him. They, they don't like Tepper. Dude, Tepper was throwing drinks on people this past week. Like that that's where Belichick would be best, where he can say, OK, I'm going to take everything over football wise. You sit back and enjoy the show. 
right? Because that's what he does best. That's what Bob, Bob Kraft loves it, right? So those are the teams where I think he would he would be best suited. I mean, Dallas Cowboys or Jerry Jones, like teams yeah, like that where <laughs> teams like that where it's like the the someone needs to be able to say, hey, to the owner, you relax, I got this. Okay, yeah. so that the the Panthers very interesting for that for that reason especially and Tepper with what's going on right now. I mean, those are very expensive drinks. You see, he got fined, like, was it $300,000? Well, he threw it on a fan. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, if you're a regular fan and you throw a drink on somebody, so be it. You know, throw hands in the parking lot. But, I mean, you can't sit there and, like, throw a drink on somebody and then take off in your into, like, deeper into your suite where you probably have, like, a driver and some security there, too. So... You know, kind of a kind of a, a garbage thing. Uh, the crowd here, listen. Uh, you can tell the fandom of, of who we got, right? Skinny says, "I hear Bill likes gumbo." Angelo <laughs> says, "We'll take anyone in Atlanta." Yeah. Uh, Jason Swinford here, Buck season ticket holder. No talk about it here in Tampa. Honestly, first time hearing it today. Bulls will probably get one year at a minimum. Yeah, I mean, listen. Like I said. Of, of the four teams in the South, that is like the least likely. It would be funny only because Brady went there. That's really the only way uh, I was like throwing it down on that. Yeah. I suggested Jason Swimford here saying that Wilson to the Patriots, Bill gets one more year. I suggested that in a chat. I said, Patriots, someone was like, oh, I hope the Patriots don't draft Brock Bowers. And I said, well, Russell Wilson's going to need someone to throw to. And Mike Fiella <laughs> said he was driving to my house. He said he was on the way to my house to kick my ass in that chat. So, yeah, I mean, Belichick in the past, there's a quote from Bill Belichick from a couple of years ago. I think I it was one of dozens of balls. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking of, Burns. Thank you. No, a couple of years ago, he said, I don't think there's any, he said, I think he's, Russell Wilson completely underrated. I don't think there's anyone better in the game right now. And that was only a couple of years ago. So, I mean, it's not entirely crazy, but man, whew, that has the, that would be either zero or a hundred, right? Like it either works very well or they've become the most hated team maybe ever. Or maybe we go to the most hated college team ever. As Dustin Lutke says, Bill Belichick to Michigan once Harbaugh leaves for the Raiders. Oh, man. Oh I, you know what? I got to tell you, man. I do not want to see Harbaugh with the Raiders. No. That mm. I can't. He no. would be. Oh, my. He would, he would turn into like an actual pirate. Like he. I do love Harbaugh. Like I love him from a distance. I wouldn't want him to be the coach of my team, but I love the quotes. And like <laughs> the going. The the one, the, the one recruit saying that he didn't go to Michigan because Harbaugh walked into his kitchen, his hardwood floor kitchen with cleats on. When he was recruiting him, like the stuff like that, man, I love the the uh, the all time Harbaugh quote. For in my opinion, was when they asked him why he's the quarterback coach, why his quarterbacks weren't good. He said, "You can't expect to plant potatoes today and eat potato salad tomorrow." That's the <laughs> that's a, good quote. It's a uh, good quote. There's a ton of them. You can't plant pa- potatoes today and expect to eat potato salad. That's a tomorrow. good quote, man. It's a good quote from a ridiculous person. Yeah. Um, Skinny says he needs somebody to save him from Dennis Allen. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah there's Wilson to the Patriots from from Jason. Be enemy to Atlanta. Oh, Chris I, would love, I would love that. Oh, my God. Who said that in the chat? Chris B. I'm pinning that comment at the top. You want B enemy? You want B enemy in Atlanta? 
All I care about is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts in the sl- playing big slot, dude. Big slot. Eric Bieniemy, head coach, uh, offensive coordinator, Chan Gailey, and the entire offense is just 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 Kyle Pitts out of the slot. That's it, dude. That that would be the, my favorite offense all time. Howard. That would be crazy, crazy. Yeah. Jack Sedson says Harbaugh's waiting for the Bears gig. It's very possible. Now there. that's oh. a Harbaugh spot. That that's is a Harbaugh, a Harbaugh landing spot. spot. Yeah, yep. I do. I would like that. That he fits with the Bears. He's gritty. He can't go like you can't have Harbaugh in L.A. or Miami. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. You gotta. He's got to be somewhere gritty. Gritty like Philly, like Philly, like Chicago, like Pittsburgh. Like those are Harbaugh. Those are Harbaugh cities. Does, does Pittsburgh just pick players based on have having the most like Steelers names ever, like Roethlisberger and Fryermuth? Like, is that the is that how they pick those guys? <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> they pick those guys. Like, Pat Fryermuth is like a Pittsburgh, the most Pittsburgh name you can find. <laughs> he had something really German sounding here. <laughs> exactly, dude. Um, Dustin says Brady is going to own ten percent of the Raiders. He's a massive Harbaugh supporter. Uh, I don't like it. It's I don't like crazy. I got to be honest with you, man. I really feel like this Raiders team is buying a hundred percent into Antonio Pierce. I like it. I kind of I like Antonio Pierce. I like the things he's saying. I mean, again, it's small sample size. We could hate. We could be like, "Oh, this guy's an idiot." Next year, but right now, he. I like what he's what he's saying. You know what I mean? A lot of these interim head coaches, you go back and and you look at the comments from them, and they're not. It's not inspiring at all. That timeout guy that coached briefly for the Broncos. That was the most boring dude I've ever listened to. Like, it, I, it was no chance he was going to be the head coach. Antonio Pierce though gets me fired up a little bit. He is. He's he's a good motivating coach. If he gets himself, you know, to like, you know, I mean, improved coordinators, just you yeah. know, guys who really, then then you can get away with something like that. So I'm definitely I'm I'm into that. Um, Britt tells us in other news, Taylor Swift's cats arrived at Kelsey's mansion, so she should be good all throughout the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, not yet. Who somebody's taking care of him there? Wouldn't the cats be better off in Taylor's place because? Kelsey's going on the road. Kelsey ain't hosted no playoff games, man. Dude, he's keep him on the keep him on the private jet. Keep right, that he'll, jet. he'll host this one, and then <laughs> I can only imagine what these cats are named. Brent, what are the what are Taylor Swift's cats named? Uh, I I, I used to actually know these these names, but I don't right now. Can't eat too much chicken. It's a nervous animal. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> What a legend. Dude, post post the Harbaugh quotes in the chat. I mean, there are a few coaches that have just in the past have had amazing quotes. Uh the uh Mackey from the Bucks had a few good ones. Uh, I remember they asked him, they said, uh, what did you think about your what did you think about your team's ed, uh execution today? And he said, I'm in favor of it. Get it? Ex- yeah, execute him. Yeah, execution. I got it. I got it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Harden, Benson, Olivia Gray, and Benjamin Button. Those are the names of Taylor Swift's cats. Let's go to George Cook's question here. Who's what he? Because how about this one here for the monsters who have to play in Week 18? Tarod Taylor, Sam Darnold, or Aiden O'Connell this week? The absolute worst trio of options. I'm just gonna say, I, you know what? 
I'm saying I know what you're saying. I was just I knew I know you're in on O'Connell. I'm, I'm in on in. O'Connell this week. And I like Tyrod Tyrod Taylor. He looked like he moved the ball well against the Eagles um, you know, two weeks ago when he came in for that uh for Tommy DeVito. But O'Connell's my guy this week. No, I'm with you from that list, man, because I personally am I've been a Darren Waller guy for a long time. You know, Who? Darren Waller, best smile he? in football. Is he play? Uh, well, no. That's the thing is I don't want him to play this week. I want him to just <laughs> I they would be I think it would be stupid. So I think Tyrod Taylor, I can't go with him. And then Sam Darnold, the the I've been saying this about Elijah Mitchell and all these guys. The glory of this team is that offensive line is Kyle Uzcheck. If those dudes are getting the day off too, I'm not super interested in these backups. Who's Sam Darnold gonna throw the ball to? Again, Ronnie Bell and uh Maybe Juwan Jennings, but he's been hurt. I mean, it's just it's not a good setup. So yeah, I'm in on O'Connell. Antonio Pierce. Yeah, right. I mean, because and here's the thing, right? It's the last home game. If they do go to replace Antonio Pierce, this is like the the way that everything's set up right now, it's just primed for one of those like, we're gonna win one for the coach. We're doing it for coach. For the for the gipper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's not dying of cancer here. He's just, you know, potentially going to be uh, leaving because, yes, as Dustin Ludke puts, Mark Davis is a complete moron. Uh, mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, all right. Let's – Harbaugh quotes all day. Nick Mullins is an option too. I don't hate Nick Mullins this week against Detroit because I kind of feel like at some point, Campbell just pulls his guys. Yeah, but I still want to go with Aiden O'Connell with you know the home game, the the incentive. No, I'm with you on that. And the thing is, the Vikings are going to be scoreboard watching. Like, there's a handful of things if they if they're not, they they have a three percent chance of making the playoffs. They have to win, and then they need like a bunch of things to go their way. And I don't know, man. I just don't know if they're going to be playing playing hard. We'll see. I also feel like Minnesota, there's gonna be a quick hook if Mullins isn't getting the job done. They need the they need a win and they need help, help in order to make that happen. And if they get off to a slow start, I could see a quick hook. I really could. Mm-hmm. So. No, absolutely. Uh Jerry Nelson says the upset this week is the Bears beating the Packers. That would be huge. That would actually <laughs> That would actually cost Jordan Love five hundred thousand dollars straight up. Bro, Jordan is, Love, if he makes the playoffs. He gets five hundred thousand. Jordan Love. So th- that's the interesting thing here, right? Jordan Love, if he makes the playoffs, he gets five hundred thousand. If they win this game, they make the playoffs. If they lose the game, then they're out. So he straight up is playing a game this week for five hundred thousand dollars. In the back end of it, Howard, is that if the Packers don't win, then the Seahawks can make the playoffs. And if the Seahawks make the playoffs, Geno Smith gets two million bucks. So one of these dudes is gonna and bank. one of these dudes is making bank. Uh, well, if they both lose, then now all of a sudden that's how the Vikings and some of these other teams could sneak in. But they can't both get those bonuses, so it's kind of crazy. And I honestly, with the contract Geno has, the five hundred thousand might be worth more to Jordan Love than two million to him. That is true. Um, I, you know, listen, I like the call here of the Bears upsetting the Packers. I. So, all right, so I posted the confidence pool picks over at fantasyalarm.com today. That's a free article. You guys can check it out. And 
you know, I'm like right there at like the on the edge of the top 10 overall in the one contest that I'm like do, using according to these picks. So I know I need to make a little bit of a move. I need to pick one upset game and kind of put that confidence level up. But I don't, didn't think I needed to do it with two. And the two games that I was looking at were actually Bears upsetting the Packers or the Titans upsetting the Jaguars. Ooh, I don't like. I mean, it's definitely possible. I just don't want it to happen. So I was about, right. to, say, I mean, I want, yeah. I was about to say it can't happen, but it definitely can. I just don't want that to happen. I want to see the Jaguars in the playoffs. I want to see them in the playoffs. Which technically I do too, but, but the, it's entirely yeah. possible. I think the spread's only like three, right? It's the uh, spread is low, but it's it's a matter of you got Trevor Lawrence with the bum shoulder. It's a shaky pass defense for. Yeah. Uh, for the Jaguars, they need to get out to like a really quick start here. And so I went with Vrabel and the home team, you know, in that, you know, in that aspect for that upset. I do like fields on the road uh, upsetting the Packers here. But, you know, I had, to, I had to go one or the other. What about because uh, I was already locked into Miami beating Buffalo? What about this one? Cardinals upset the Seahawks. I was, uh, that's another one right there that is very, very possible. I have that in like the mid-range. I think it's like six or seven right. points for, for that one there because that game couldn't really go either way. Right. Yeah, I just, I put I put a big chunk onto, a, you know, like a heavy, uh, I think I did like 14-point assignment to, uh, to the Titans upsetting the Jaguars because I don't think anybody's going to have that in this pool and I think I could, you know, move up i think you know everybody who's in the top 10 is probably going to go chalk with their picks because that's what you want to do if you're sitting there in the top 10 you know if you're in the cash line within the cash line of a a confidence pool then for week 18 you just want to play chalky um you know go along with you know a lot of the money lines there and just kind of look to maintain your position but if you are on the outskirts, like, you know, like I rather than like try to win one week here, you know, in week 18, I'm going to try and make that move above the cash line and get that kind of uh, a prize there. Got and it. so, like I said, Miami was definitely already one that I was going with. Uh, and yeah, it was Titans. Bears, super close. Super close. Who'd, who'd you take in Patriots, Jets, just before we move I took on. the Patriots. It's, they're going to win. Gonna win. I know they're going to win. Ezekiel Elliott's going to go ham on the stupid Jets' lousy run D. The Jets are going to be like, what the hell do we care? We suck so, anyway. Why don't we get in some DFS under the radar plays? Because I know I feel like you've already named a couple of years Ooh. that we've been talking about. Have I? Have I? Yeah, I think right. you have, dude. There was another right. one right there. That was definitely that was yeah. Listen, we, we were going to definitely go over some of these uh, some of these guys under the radar week eighteen plays to watch for DFS. Yeah, I've said Aiden O'Connell. And, uh, and I just said Ezekiel Elliott. Those are two guys who, you know, they're just, they're in really great situations. And I think that a lot of people are going to avoid teams that have nothing to play for. So you'll, you'll get these guys. I mean, you're going to get them at low ownership anyway, but like Zeke would normally be probably like a, a, a chalky play um, for like a regular week of right. DFS in this matchup. But with no team, with neither the Patriots nor the Jets having anything to play for, I like Zeke, and then yeah, and, and Aiden O'Connell. Stack that up, baby. Yeah. All right. What do you like? So, I mean, mine is actually kind of chalky. Now that you're, now that I've heard your explanation of like who people are going to go for, they're definitely going to be going for my guy. But I look at O'Connell; he's fifty four hundred on DraftKings for just a smidge more. You can get Derek Carr. 
who's thrown yeah. two, two touchdown mm-hmm. passes in back to two or more. So two or three in back to back to back to back games. He's on the same page with John Johnson. Chris Olave's back, and they got to win. They got to have it. So I like him. And then the other one I'm doing what we're not supposed to do. Uh, I wrote the article on it. It's coming out. Obviously, you can lean into it a little bit, but you got to be careful with the incentives because you can get uh, you can get smoked going for these incentive guys in the games where the team needs to win because winning is most important, of course. But I look at Devin Singletary on Saturday on that Saturday slate, and I'm going to have him in all my lineups, man, because he's got three different incentives that he can hit. One for rushing yards he's probably not going to hit. One for yards from scrimmage. Well, 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 how many rushing yards does he need? I Come on. He, he can't just leave me hanging there. Am I rooting for a 162-yard rushing day for Devin Singletary? I mean, technically, yeah. It's hey. pretty much <laughs> it's pretty much that. It's So the number for Devin Singletary for the rushing yards is big. It's pretty big. It's uh, – it's 165. So you've almost nailed oh, it. Right there. <laughs> you almost, that was like the perfect prices right bid, right? I yeah. got close without going over. Yeah. You almost nailed it on the head. But here's the thing. So that's for 125K. He's probably not going to hit that. But but he has another one from yards for scrimmage that's 75 yards. And that's 1,100 yards from scrimmage. So 74 total yards he hits that. That's very manageable. But there's another one that I think this is the one that boils down to his willingness and the coach's willingness. And I think that they, the way they've been using him lately, they want him to get it, right? So they've been using him for like every snap. Uh, Damian Pierce is playing like four, you know, four snaps in some games, 10 in other games. If he plays 55% of the snaps on the season, right now he's sitting at 53, he gets $125,000. So all they have to do is use him the way they've been using him in recent weeks, and he could easily get one hundred twenty-five. dollars and can get a, get up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and if he goes absolutely bonkers, which he's not going to, you know, then of course it's three seventy five. But I think that it's fairly reasonable for them to just use him the way he's been using. Make sure he gets his bonuses and win the game. So Devin Singletary, lock him in Saturday night, banger. I love it. I love it. All right, a uh, couple more that I'm looking at. I mentioned on the yesterday's show. I was joking around about Harrison Bryant, but I mean, let's face it. You've got Jeff Driscoll. Under center, who's he going to throw to? The The scheme itself dictates throws to the tight end. Why mm-hmm. do you think David Njoku uh, has done so well? So uh, Harrison Bryant against the Bengals, who have the worst coverage against tight ends. Like, we've gone through this. Yeah. We've targeted against them all year. Oh, yeah. So why not target with little Harrison Bryant? Probably like Min Price on uh, on DraftKings, I think, 25 right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to they're not going to use, uh, you know, they're not going to use Amari Cooper. They probably I mean, I guess may, Cedric Tillman might play because he's a rookie, but everyone else is going to get the day off. So I can see a good chunk of Harrison Bryant there. The tight end I'm going with is a tight end I've quite literally never used in DFS. I've never advised anyone to draft oh, him. Oh, you mentioned him yesterday, right? I mentioned him yesterday. Before. Okay. The more, the more I look at this. Uh-huh. Cole Komet, I don't. I think it would be silly for Cole Komet to play. He tried to play last week, only got 13 snaps in with a knee issue. They're not playing for anything. So as much as you want to upset the Packers and whatever, he doesn't have any incentives. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not playing for anything. And Cole Komet barely played last week. Robert Tunyon played a ton, ran like 30 routes, got a few targets. Tunyon here against the Packers at 2,800 on DraftKings is for the first time interesting to me as a DFS play. So. I'm going to sneak uh, Bobby Tunyon's, Bobby Funyon's in there. Bobby Funyon's. 
<laughs> nice. Um, I think we missed wide receiver. I'll yeah. just I'll give you a Jackson Smith and a Jigba. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, he's got the back issue. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. You look at the DVOA coverage numbers of of how the Cardinals handle wide receivers one, two, and three. It's pretty funny. Against one, they rank 31st in DVOA. Against the two, they rank sixth in DVOA. Against the wide receiver three slash slot guy, guess what? They're back to, I think it's like 30th overall. Yeah. So they're right back to it. Um, I, and I would love to see, you know, I, I think Jackson Smith and the Jigba gets into the end zone uh, for sure. I may or may not have used him, not in the underdog pick I'm going to give you today, but I may or may not have used him in a uh, spicy tamale uh, touchdown only parlay. Ooh, I like that, dude. The uh, the scorchers. Get those scorchers going. Get those scorchers uh, going, baby. You know, it's, it's funny. so damn hot. It's funny with your with your. I used literally the same pro- thought process to pick my wide receiver, my under the radar wide receiver. I popped over, looked at DVOA, our friends FTN over there, and I looked at the Patriots, who against the number one wide receiver are the third best team against the number one, against the number two, tenth in DVOA, against the number three wide receiver, which is always a slot wide receiver, thirty second, literally dead last. Miles Bryant is a. I can't like I cannot. He shouldn't be playing. He, he wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for Christian Christian Gonzalez getting hurt. But I mean, so you have number one Garrett Wilson. They're going to do their best to take him away. Number two has been Jason Brownlee. Uh, crickets on that. Number three though, out of the slot, <laughs> Xavier. Yeah, they're the crickets. Xavier Gibson. Out of the slot, has had a couple games where he popped. We've used him before without it working. I think this is the week where the Jets look at what we're looking at and look at the matchups and say, you know what, if they're going to give us Miles Bryant out of the slot, we're going to take it. So Xavier Gibson, 3500 so 399 There you go. All right. So there is a quick look at some under-the-radar DFS plays. Before we get back to the chat, because I see it's popping, and I definitely want to talk about a lot of these comments that have uh, – come through here so uh we will though thank our sponsors at underdog right we were just talking scorchers so if we're talking scorchers we're talking underdog fantasy go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog use the promo code alarm you'll get an instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks that listen you're going to use on pick them contests you're going to use them in best ball that we're doing uh for uh for for you know playoff contests for best ball NFL when that starts up, for MLB best ball, like anything you want. We got it over at Underdog Fantasy, and Fantasy Alarm uh, has a ton of content across all sports to support Underdog. You hit this QR code that's right here in front of me also, or just go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog, promo code ALARM, gets you that instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. We'll throw you some pick em contest picks here, like we've been doing. Uh, all week, so you can go back and look at yesterday's show for two picks. The day before that, we had two picks. So we're really just putting it all together for you here for uh, one heck of a uh, one heck of a, a, a ticket for you for underdog fantasy pickums. Uh, I, like I said, I was doing a scorcher parlay for myself for uh, you know just scorcher guys in there and uh, Justin Fields. In addition to Jackson Smith, Justin Fields. We'll stay with Justin Fields. Uh, does he get into the end zone on a rushing or receiving touchdown? Of course he does. 
because that's what Justin Fields does. And the Packers are terrible on the run game anyway. So once the Bears get down inside that, you know, inside the the, the 15, I would say, it's all there for uh, for Justin Fields, ripe for the take. And he gets into the end zone. That's a 1.5x little scorcher there. Scorch higher, by the way. Higher <laughs> than the half a touchdown. We need, uh, I like the whistle for higher, but when we go scorchers, we need, we need like a, we need like a scorcher one. So, yeah, Burns, get that going. Way to go. Good job. Way way to produce the show. Way to go, Burns. Brian Burns, he deserved better. The more, yeah, we shouldn't talk trash to him because he does drown us out with those uh, when we do that. So, sorry, Brian Burns. I love you. Got to love and respect Brian Burns. Uh, So, I'm going to get to mine here. And I'll tell you what, on Tuesday, I came in and said that with Stephon Diggs, he has not been featured in this offense. I was going lower on his number. I'm bringing it full circle on the last show of the year with my guy, Mr. Dalton Kincaid. There he is. Wow, that great job with the lipstick on that Burns. That must have taken you a that must have taken you a while to you make sure, sure you got, got a that. pretty mouth. <laughs> make sure you got that just right. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, Don Kincaid last week after you know he was dealing with the shoulder, he was dealing with the thumb, he was dealing with the bad game script in the Cowboys game where they threw like fifteen times. Last week he got back to it with the targets, got you know seven targets, had eighty something yards, and Dawson Knox got nicked up, left the game with a concussion. Who knows if he's even going to play? But I'll tell you what, uh, if I'm going lower on Diggs and I'm expecting this team to compete, I look at three and a half receptions for Dalton Kincaid. I'm thinking easy, easy one. So let me get the higher on that. I just noticed all the uh, lip prints on Dalton Kincaid himself. Too. I know. There's one uh, right on his butt, dude. Well done. Well <laughs> done. Ryan Burns, the ultimate producer right here. There's one directly on the butt. I know he chuckled to himself when he was putting that one on there. Oh, easily. Easily. There you go. Oh, here we go. From Brian Burns, I initially put drool coming from Coop's mouth, but it looked like something else. <laughs> Burns, you ridiculous. <laughs> All right, that's another. I'm Andrew Cooper. How many? How many of these reads can we ruin in a row? I think this is now seven. He's got a, He's uh, Burns has to do the editing, so I'm proving he's not. He can't put a comment like that into this private chat. <laughs> not expected to go public. That's Sorry, funny. not in this. Not in this dojo. Uh, unbelievable. Yep. So I, hey, get those in there. JSN Dalton Kincaid. Use that promo code to get it set up. And I'll Justin tell you what, Fields. the big reason, uh, yeah, so, well, you said Justin Fields, JSN. The big reason I love underdog versus I've played on every best ball format and the the UI, the user interface is easily the the easiest one to navigate, the most satisfying. That's, that's the big reason I use it, man. It is just the easiest one to use on your phone, on the computer. So that's where I'm at with underdog. It's It's my favorite one. There's no question. All right. So again, you can hit this QR code right here or go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use that promo code alarm. Gets you an instant deposit match up to $100. And again, like Coop said, and like I've said before, we got lots of stuff coming up with underdog here during the playoffs, during the off season. So make it worth your while. Make it worth your while. All right. Back to 
the chat because now we got some questions coming in here. Uh, Jonathan Reardon says he's got the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. He can get the Saints D or the Rams D. Well, I don't want to use the Rams D because they're sitting all their starters as right. well. We've already heard from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, Jacksonville's got the incentive, obviously. You know, but so do the Saints. Right. But so do the Fal- But the Falcons actually have a reason to win. I, the Titans are probably going to play for keeps here, but I think I'm going to go Jags defense. And especially because, you know, I said it on the show last week. I was like, Josh Allen in any given game is capable of three sacks. He had two games earlier. And what did he do, Howard? Three sacks this week, right? I mean, I should have real. I shouldn't have said capable. I said Josh Allen's going to have three sacks this week, right? But I mean, he went out and did it, and that's like the fourth time this year that he's had two or more sacks, maybe fifth time. Uh, so I mean, that's at the end of the day, getting after the quarterback is the most important thing. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jags. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jags as well. I just, I mean, it's it's a good solid defense. They just, you know. I do think that they could be upset in this game. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, all right. So let's see. Jeezy uh, 209 says Hopkins needs 49 receiving yards for a million dollars. Not sure if that was said already. We did not say that already. Coop, is that? I saw your your article was contract incentives. There was Hopkins mill a cool mill listed. So he has a combination of things that will get him. Get him a, so there's a ton of different ones that can add up to a million. Uh, he's got 11 yards, gets him 250k, 49 gets him 250k, four receptions gets him 250k, 14 receptions if he has a monster day gets him another 250k, two touchdowns gets him 250k. If he somehow has four, four touchdowns that gives him another 250k. So his as they said, when he got signed, they go, it's a incentive-laden contract, incentive-heavy contract. That's what they mean. Every step of the way, this guy can earn extra money. Odell has a similar contract, but a lot of Odell's are kind of out of reach. Like He needs like 218 yards mm-hmm. to get there, but six receptions is half a million for Odell. Half a million. 16 receptions is 750,000. So if he were to come out and just get peppered with targets by Tyler Hundley, he could you know, make an extra 1.25 million. But I look at six receptions and half a million bucks. I'm standing. Uh, I'm standing with one foot on the coach's foot. If I'm not in the game, I'm uh, stepping on his foot, saying, "Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here. Half a million bucks. You throw me a couple screens, right? Like so." Well, I, I mean, know. let me ask you this because you know, I was actually I talked about this with Bowden also because I was curious as the GM perspective to what we were talking about yesterday. Like, you know, the close enough, like, would that actually happen? And and Bowden was like, no, absolutely not. Like, he's like, I've never seen it. Don't want to see it. And then Bowden turned around then and he was like, I would not in a million years bet the over on Odell Beckham's props because John Harbaugh would have to be out of his mind to let any of his starters on the field with the way the, uh, the Ravens have you know, have everything set up right now. And even Odell Beckham came out and said, made the comment himself, that this is the best team that he's ever played on, right? And that includes the Rams who won the Super Bowl, right? So, you know, I feel like the the Odell Beckham one gets a little dicey. The DeAndre Hopkins stuff, 100% to the moon. Like, just reading all of that right there makes me want to just throw Hopkins into – you know, like into it because 
whether it's if it's Tannehill, he'll definitely right. help out Hopkins with that. And if it's Will Levis, well, you want to talk about stepping on the coach's foot. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to take Will Levis out for like, you know, a fantastic seafood dinner and still call him the next day. I mean, with Hopkins, <laughs> Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Uh, Deion Hopkins is, I mean, like, we're, I mean, with, with his incentives, we're talking, not talking about a seafood dinner, we're talking about like a watch, we're talking about like a Rolex or something here. Cause I mean, oh, he's taking Levis out and like treating him real, real good in order to make that happen. Now, I've been digging deep and I'll tell you one that I definitely believe we're going to see. Uh, I think Puka Nakua is going to go out and get the two, the two numbers that he needs, right? He needs, Four, uh, what is it? Four catches to set the rookie catch record, and twenty-nine yards to get the uh, the rookie receiving record. And here's why I think he's going to get it because they asked Sean McVay about benching the starters, and he specifically said we want to be mindful of incentives and we want to be mindful of milestones. And he brought up a time that he screwed that up in the past. Howard, I tweeted okay. it out earlier, but in 2017, right? It was. Uh, Todd Gurley was leading the league in rushing yards going into week 18. Number two was Kareem Hunt, and it was a 13-yard difference. Mm. The Both teams had clinched the playoffs, the Rams and the Chiefs, right? The Rams came out and said, we're going to bench the starters. And the Chiefs said, we're going to play ours. And Kareem Hunt went out there. On the first carry he got the game, he took it for a 35-yard touchdown. And he took the lead and... Andy Reid said, all right, you're done for the day. Good job. And then bench Kareem Hunt after he secured that record. And looking back, Todd Gurley, who was an inactive for the game, they couldn't just throw him in there. He kind of cost Todd Gurley a rushing title, right? So him this year saying, hey, we're going to keep an eye on that stuff. I bet you Puka Daku is going to get those catches. I think he's going to go out there and get them. So. All right. Are you, I mean, you're throwing him the football, right? At least your doppelganger. <laughs> That's is. right, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm warming up, dude. I'm ready to chuck. Let's go. I've been throwing. I'm just warming up my arm. I, I love that that old place that play sixty commercial. Yes, the, the Cam Newton one. It. And then, well, here, last year they were like, yeah, he grew up to be like whatever. It was a Kyle Allen. <laughs> Kyle Allen, dude. Yeah. I mean, I was out there, dude. I was throwing bombs with the dog in the yard today. So I mean, I'm I'm loose. You're ready. Chuck. You're ready. Pretty okay. Chuck. Yeah, pretty much. Probably took to Carson Wentz, and they were like, "All right, you're gonna only throw it to Puka until he gets this record, so we can get him the hell out of there. Then he'll do whatever else it is you got to do." Exactly, one hundred percent. Um. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Angelo says he'd rather see the Giants beat the beat the Beagles. I'd like. I'd like. I mean, listen, nothing would make my wife happier than the Giants' victory over the Eagles. And, you know, listen, I'm already like, yes, exactly. I got the I got the blue shirt here, Coop, with no con with with the contacts in there, trying to, like, you know, kind of allure lure my wife in right now. Like, I wore my blue shirt. Let her think about it a little bit more. There you go, dude. Maybe, though. Maybe. I mean, the Eagles, again, we mentioned yesterday on the show, folks that don't know, be careful with your Eagles players because they're going to be scoreboard watching. If the Cowboys go up by a couple scores, that game doesn't matter. They're locked in the fifth seed no matter what if the Cowboys win, so they could pull their starters, too. And that makes me not like the backups, either. Like I just don't like anybody in those games where if any if the team's going to start and then pull guys, I want no part of that. 
I mean, I'll go. I'll go. The Cowboys, I think, just pedal to the metal there. I'll use C.D. I mean, Lamb. C.D. Right. Lamb wide receiver one this week. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, Jack Jason Swinford wants to know, how much do season incentives play in making the decisions this week? You know, I think I think playoff, like if you're picking players for like DFS, then the team having something to play for probably my number one priority. Right. Right. I, then my number two priority would be to look and see who's got the incentives and that are that are reasonably attainable. Not like like Odell Beckham's, you know, over six, over five and a half receptions or whatever it is, six receptions. Like I, I just I don't think that that is that attainable because I don't think that Harbaugh would want to risk Odell Beckham right. at that point. So I know, yeah, and I, I look at like the ones I like are the ones that are either on games that don't have implications. Like I like the Hopkins one. You're trying to reward this guy, right? Yeah. Uh, I also like the ones that are in meaningful games where it fits in within the game script because let's say the Texans do go up big in this game. They might, you know, they might get excited. They might be a little happy and say, you know what? Let's get Dalton Schultz's catches. Let's give, let's try and get Singletary's numbers here, right? So in those ones where it's like within the script of what they do anyway, I like it. The ones I see on Twitter with people betting the sacks, half a sack, oh, this guy needs one sack. I mean, I don't like those ones at all. I don't like that at all because what are the, how many extra stunts can you run to get a defensive end a sack that he wouldn't have normally got like aren't these guys going all out in in most cases anyway like do you have special plays drawn up where it's like okay well we'll just usually we run this stunt you know with guys going inside and outside four times a game this week we're gonna run it 10 times a game because we got to get so, so in max crosby another sack those i'm not touching i'm not touching any of those sack props trying to chase that one because i mean dude if your guy goes out and only gets two sacks this game because he gets an extra hundred thousand dollars. I would pull out, grab that guy by the ear, and be like, "Why weren't you doing that all season, dude?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? We're all, like all of a sudden now you can just get sacks whenever you want. Like you should have been doing that all year. I feel like that's an Auntie Coop move. <laughs> the ear pull, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Britt wants to know if it's wrong that she's looking at Justin Watson for a cheap under the radar throw. I, I mean, I don't hate it. I really no. don't. I, I feel like, I mean, we know Mahomes isn't playing, so it's Blaine Gabbert. I think the question is, is do we, do we, how much do we see the receivers play? I'm assuming Kelsey will probably be out too. I don't really know if he's going to play um, this week, but, you know, like given all the issues that we've had with the receivers, do you want them on the field? Practice it a little bit more. Do you not want them out there? Rashi Rice needs 62 yards to be the only rookie this year with a thousand yards Ooh, okay so that one is that's going to be a please coach right because we know and you mentioned it yesterday andy reed is he don't like playing those guys so if they consider rashi rice a star he's not going to play but maybe they say hey let's roll the starters out the beginning of the game and we'll get rashi rice a couple looks on the first drive I can see Andy Reid saying that, saying, hey, you know what? We're going to roll the starters for one drive. You're going to get a targeted on that drive. If you get the yards, you get the yards. If you catch the first one, you'll get another one, right? And then after that, you're done. So we're going to give you an opportunity, but I I don't like betting it because, you know, it could easily just be like, hey, you know what? You had a shot at. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Outside of that, Zay Flowers, 142 yards away from 
1,000 receiving yards, but he's 86 yards away from 1,000 yards from scrimmage. So maybe, but yeah. no, they're not going to do that with him either. So it really is just Rashi Rice that, that has a question. I don't think they do it, though. Uh, let's see. John wants to know, are the Ravens going to get after the Steelers to keep them out? No. Yeah, we already know that Lamar Jackson is going to sit. I think the the question is whether the Ravens' backups are just flat out better than the Steelers, that which actually might be true. Like I, that's why I look at that 49ers Rams game and I'm like, 49ers backups are probably going to beat the Rams. 49ers backups likely to beat the Rams. I think the 49ers backups are better than the Rams backups. Okay, right. Whether the 49ers, whether Tyler Huntley can can compete with Kenny Pickett or and or sorry Mason Rudolph, Mason um, the Dragon. Brutal. The dragon. Well, now that he's the dragon, I'm not sure. But before he was the dragon, I better say, yeah, Tyler Huntley, why not? I mean, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that that happens. I think the Steelers do make that push. I think Tomlin has his guys disciplined for this game, you know, especially if you're going to see the Ravens backups. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, you don't want your division mates in the playoffs, but I don't think the Ravens – are going to be too concerned about who the Steelers face. If the Steelers sneak into the playoffs, do you really think the Steelers are going to like you know end up facing the Ravens down the road, well, or are they going the, to be a one and done? Here's the thing: if they do win one game, the Ravens are the one seed, and they would face the seven seed. So they actually probably would face the Steelers. They might actually disrespectfully look at the Steelers and say, "Yeah, come on in." Like if whoop. the Steelers get past whoo, the the, they would face Dolphins a very difficult Bills? team. Two, 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 two seeds. So, yeah, they would face yeah. the probably the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nah. Where is it? The answer is oh, can. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, Ravens want, the Ravens want the best possible team in that seven seed, to be honest. Um, The Ravens what? The Ravens want the best possible team in that seven seed because if the seven seed knocks off the two seed, now they don't have to play the Dolphins or the Bills. They get to play the Steelers or whoever. So, oh, yeah. A little gamesmanship. Then you don't want the Steelers in there because the Steelers aren't winning another playoff game. They're not beating a, they're not beating a two seed. They're just not. They are not. Uh, uh, only week 18 will you ever hear I dropped Puka for Wandale. Yeah. It's it's the right there. That's why we don't we. That's why we don't play redraft this week. But I love DFS this week. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a wild, it's a wild west. Uh, bacon sizzle for scorcher. There it is. The score. It is. There it is. I like it. Uh, he had that ready, right? Bacon sizzle for scorcher. <laughs> scorcher from Tropic Thunder. Nope, nothing on that one. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Sorry, Jack. Uh, Herms, what up, family? Thanks for all the awesome content 2023. Really enjoyed y'all here in XM. Just wanted to give you a shout. Thanks, Herms. Herms Shit, man. Man. It doesn't stop. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. All right. Herms, yeah, man. we talked about Puka already here. Puka and the coaches. Puka, Puka, Puka. Puka, Puka, Puka. Uh, what is that, dude? What's that from? What? Oh, that's Home Alone. When he goes, when he's John Candy's listing all the polka albums, uh, and he yeah, goes polka 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 polka, you know, <laughs> <laughs> polka king in the Midwest, you know, polka polka. She's like, no, <laughs> polka polka polka. Um, all right, here's a question here: Ferguson or Kraft this week? 
Ooh, so this week I am in on Ferg more than I've been in the past. Uh, both are good starts. They're both pretty high, but I'm going to go with Ferg here. I think uh, the matchup is a good one for the tight end. And the Cowboys have – both teams have to win. Cowboys are in a must win. And I, I worry that the Packers might be able to sneak some guys back into this game, whether it's Watson or Wicks or Musgrave or somebody. If they're all out, it's a lot closer. But I'm going to go with Ferg here. I'm going to agree with the Ferg call. Kelsey needs 16 yards to hit 1,000. Okay. So, you know, like Coop said, he gets in, starts early. Get in, get out. Rice did not practice today. All right, we'll we'll, we'll monitor mm. that one. Uh, how about Chase Brown this week? Coop, you were in on Chase yeah. Brown yesterday. You, that uh, yesterday. Share with Jerry Nelson here. What do you think? Yeah, Jerry, we look around at these teams that, that have been saying, oh, it's all about reps. It's all about this and that. And, you know, Joe Mixon, because he renegotiated his contract, is kind of locked in for next year. They know what they have in him. That's where I look around and say, okay, who could get an extended look this week? Chase Brown deserves it. So I'm definitely in on Chase Brown. And as we've seen, he's a guy that can do more with less anyway, like Jalen Warren. So it's like you don't – Devon Achan. He doesn't necessarily need 20 touches to break off a big play. Uh, Anthony says 49ers are going to let the Rams win. Better chance they eliminate the Lions in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's also a great point there, right? The Matthew Stafford revenge game narrative. Revenge game narrative. Wow. Goff and Stafford meeting in the playoffs. I'd much rather, if I'm the 49ers, I would definitely be like, go right ahead. That's Hit, right. Now, please. Yeah, the Lions aren't guaranteed that, that you know, yeah, it's not a guaranteed deep. matchup. They're yeah, more... they are. They're, 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 I mean, they can't move into the two seed. That's oh, so, going okay, to yeah, yeah. your Dallas. That's, that's right. So if they were to beat the Rams, the Rams would be the seven seed, and then they wouldn't face the Lions. So that's right. right. The Rams win, they face the Lions. That is right. So yeah, maybe. Oh. Kind of like that. That's a little gamesmanship there. A That's gamesmanship. a Shanahan move right there. Yeah. That is definitely a Shanahan move. Thank you for that, Anthony. Uh, top youth play of the week, Tommy Tremble. He's, I kind of like mean, Tommy Tremble this I know week. you're a Tremble guy. I don't like I Tommy. Tr- Tommy, Tommy Tremble's going to get that one catch for eight yards and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know what he's going to have. He's going to have one catch for eight yards that's not a touchdown, and he's going to have a 11-yard run on an end around for, or a two-yard touchdown run. He does that, man. He, Either way. He's one of those guys that, like, he's like a – you know who he is? He's like a Chris Cooley. Uh, remember Chris Cooley where he, for the for Washington where he's like a hybrid fullback guy, you know, get like an end around, do a hurdle. Like that's that's Tremble. So it could easily happen. I just look around and there's too many guys, sneaky guys that I like. I mean, are you going to go Tremble or are you going to go Crawl Warrior King? <laughs> I'll go <laughs> Tremble over Crawl the Warrior King. <laughs> I think that's fair. I will. I definitely will. Uh, Kev Tompkins says, week 18, welcome to the Dorcher Chamber. <laughs> yeah, you know, listen, I, I it's definitely possible. I kind of, you know, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I like him more than I like Michael Wilson. How about that? I mean, now that you've said Dorcher Chamber, I like him much better. Than Even I more? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I still like Michael Wilson, but you can't. Somebody come up with a cool Michael Wilson name so we can get back on Michael Wilson, but Dorcher Chamber takes it right now. Torture Chamber wins out immediately. All right, last question here from uh, Luke Costello. Uh, rookie look ahead here. How are you guys feeling about Blake Corum from Michigan? I mean, the best team in college built their entire offense around handing that guy the ball, so much so that we don't even know how good J.J. McCarthy is because they didn't 
need to let him loose, right? Kind of an interesting situation there. But yeah, I'm feeling good about Blake Corum. There's a lot, there's a lot of prospects out there that feel that I don't know. I haven't gone too deep just yet, but the top feels good, right? So like the Corums, the Marvin Harrisons, the the Brock Bowers, Caleb Williams and Drake May, like the top, the first round of of NFL picks are are gonna be good for for rookie drafts for sure. A top five or so picks in a super flex draft. I feel great. I don't care which one I got, honestly. I'll let you know what what their situation looks like after the draft. I want to see their landing spots first. You can say a guy's got, you know, uh, amazing talent over and over again. It doesn't mean anything until you figure out where he lands. Hence, Bijan Robinson, all the talent in the world, lands in a spot that completely deflates his fantasy value because Arthur Smith's an idiot. So I'll I look say, and see where Quorum lands. I say this landing spot matters where it matters from most to least. It matters. Well, I'll say the least is quarterback because if it's a good player, he'll transform the the organization. Then wide receiver, they have a long enough age apex where it works out well. Tight end next, they have to be a top two target on the team fairly early. So tight end, it is important. And running back, it's crazy important, especially if you're a first round pick, Howard. You look at Najee Harris. If they were to pick up his fifth-year option, he's not going to be a free agent for the first time until he's 28 years old. And that's when people are already done with these running backs. Where you get drafted as a running back, that's where you're going to play the bulk of your meaningful career. So landing spot, Howard, absolutely matters as a running back. I'm with you on that with Blake Corr. With the quarterbacks and stuff, you know, I'm I'm just in if I'm in. Right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here today. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, let's see, uh, on what Friday, you've got Coop's fantasy football fiasco. You have Ritz blitz as well. So they're going to help you guys out there. Um, next week again, we're going to have a little bit of a change in calendar here, but alarm fantasy football will be here next week on Tuesday, 1 PM Eastern as Brit Coop, myself and John and Pemba. We all build our FFPC players, uh, playoff championship lineup so that's gonna do it for us here today big thank you to uh brian burns for producing for andrew cooper i'm howard bender we'll catch you next time polka 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 adios turd nuggets (laughs) (laughs) 